Yes. Oh, I'm so excited for this episode. <laughs> I actually am. It's the most excited I've been all pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> it's pandemonium. <laughs> are the voyages of the starship Therapies, its continuing mission to explore strange inner worlds, to seek out new insights and new realizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. tell you about the time Huey Lewis hit me with a chair? Yes, sir, you tell it to me each time we go. Back in time! Dear God, Spock, are you dancing? I really like the traveling back in time episode, sir. We're We're going going back back in time! time. (laughs) Alright, let's start the show. I'm Justine Mastin, LMFT, Yogini, writer, researcher, and captain of this particular ship. Welcome aboard. And I'm Larissa Garski, licensed marriage and family therapist, writer, researcher, Spockian first officer, and we're going back in time. Just a reminder to the listeners at home that just because we are therapists does not mean that we are your therapists. Unless, of course, we are your therapists. This podcast is for the purposes of education and humor and is not intended to replace seeing your own therapist. You might also have noticed that this is not the pod that was promised. But trust us, it is the pod that we need. All right, Spock, tell that red shirt to take us out of warp. It's time to set the mood. The year was 2020. The place was Earth. Spock, I do the intros when we're transitioning times. I'm sorry, sir. I just got excited. All right. I get it. Okay, Earth. 2020. It was pandemonium! I think you mean it was a pandemic, sir. I think we're both right. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. We're both right, and we're both both in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. 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 So, um, to friends at home, we did push out our quite delightful episode on self-care, which will still be useful in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but we felt that it was much more important for us to spend a little bit of time um, talking about the very, very sick elephant in the room. COVID-19. Uh, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what was Brian calling it earlier? C-19? C-19. Yes. I've also heard people calling it Rona. Why? Oh, mm-hmm. Corona. Corona, My but Rona. Corona. Yes. Apparently okay. we have the African-American community to thank for that. <laughs> they win at nicknames. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, actually, if we want to get technical, the virus is called SARS-CoV-2, hmm. which means Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus 2. Hmm. Disease is COVID-19. Oh, 
okay, okay. So it's like the SARS CoV two is if if we were gonna do an analogy, mm-hmm. like if schools were still in session and we were studying for something, and it was like or this we... is to this as that is to that. Yes, we were teaching the youths. You would if we say were the following. The youths, I would say the following. I would say SARS CoV two is to HIV what COVID nineteen is to AIDS. Well, well done, sir. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Could also do the inverse. Um, <laughs> you could. But for, but for those who have been confused, is a virus that causes a disease. Mm-hmm. The way yes. that HIV causes AIDS. Um, there, There's absolutely confusion because nobody knows what the fuck is going on because it's a pandemonium. Mm-hmm. Caused by a pandemic. Um, um listeners at home you can't see my face um but you know eventually for season three we hope to roll that feature out um but right now you can't see it so i'm just gonna let you know that i'm trying to make an excited face and for me that means i smile really wide and my vulcan eyebrows go up and then <laughs> the captain sighs at me <laughs> well I, we are both, I I hope you're comfortable with me speaking for you as well. We are both having a very Always. hard time with this. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all other aspects aside, I mean, there are lots of layers to this thing, but you and I both suffer from severe asthma. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. And, and this is, this is an illness that attacks the lungs. Uh-huh. So it's it's scary. It is. It is. I mean, I'm sure there could have been a pandemic that was like more. Well, could there have been one that was like more perfectly targeted towards us? <laughs> That's probably the wrong question to be asking here. But no, yes, to just like underline what you're saying. Um, COVID-19 would be really bad. It would be very bad if you or I caught it. Undoubtedly we would have to go to the hospital and then that would be something that we could experience and <laughs> share with you, our listeners, though likely not in real time. <laughs> um, no, that seems, that seems unlikely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there, there's real fear. Yes. Um, and so I, I just wanted to name that on the outset as we started talking, mm-hmm. because I think sometimes, um when people talk to therapists about this sort of stuff that's going on there's this idea that therapists are somehow removed and totally neutral in these situations and that is fucking impossible currently during the pandemic yes yes well and and at other times too but you bring up a good point and I think you and I were talking about this earlier, and I've definitely been talking to like fellow clinicians about this too, which is that for some of us, this is the first time ever that we are going to be counseling folks and working with folks about something that we too are living through. And everybody knows that, mm-hmm. you know, oh, so yeah. like, yeah. so like in session, it is actually folks pretty common that once a day, something will come up in session that i can directly relate to it's usually not going to be therapeutically beneficial to the person i'm working with for me to like disclose 
in what way this personally impacts me. Um, but I know that it's there and that it impacts me. And then I do, you know, work beyond the session outside the office to make sure I'm caring for myself. But in the case of this pandemic, it's all out there. Mm -hmm. We're literally all in this together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's getting really hard. Um, we're recording this on Monday the 16th. Mm -hmm. And by the time it runs on Thursday, life could look very different. I mean, things are changing so rapidly. And that that amount of change is so scary for people. You know, the the idea that things might look different tomorrow than they do today. Mm -hmm. We we kind of even though humans are extremely adaptable. We really like routine and we really like shit to be predictable. Yes. Like we can adapt, but that's not our first choice. Mm -mm. We're not like, you know, you know what I want? I want things to be really unpredictable and maybe scary. <laughs> no, we like we like some novelty. Mm -hmm. But within a safe container. Right. And this this is not novelty in a safe container. No. But you know what was once novelty in a safe container? Hmm. The pandemic board game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never played it. No, um Perhaps I because I didn't want to pretend that this was happening. <laughs> No, but I do remember in my younger years playing the pandemic board game and being like, this is so fun. <laughs> what did you do in the pandemic board game? Like what well, happens in the board game? There are like different characters that you can play in, and the characters have different. I mean, I was going to say superpowers, but they're not superpowers. They're different abilities. So you can be the dispatcher, a medic, a scientist, a researcher, an operations expert, a contingency planner, or a quarantine specialist. Hmm. And they all do different things. Oh, okay. <laughs> but but you know what they don't have here, and I, they have a, a a medic, and I suppose the medic is helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, but they don't they don't have a therapist. No, and it sounds like, uh, in a pandemic, one would need a therapist. Well, one really would, and maybe they'll release. Oh, I was about to be like, maybe they'll release a special twenty twenty edition. <laughs> But that sounds like I'm being glib, and I want to be clear. As much as we're trying to make this, like, maybe not lighter, funnier, we're trying to bring whimsy, right? Mm -hmm. We're trying to bring, bring whimsy to this. Obviously, the pan this pandemic is a very, very serious thing. Like, people, people already around the world, because it's global, are ill. People have died because of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, I had an experience with a with a client last week when... We were still, like, not quite aware of the immensity of what was happening. Um, but I, I made a joke that made it sound as though I wasn't taking this seriously. And I paused the session. I was like, hey, I want to explain where this is coming from for me. Mm -hmm. And what I said was, I, I know this came across glib. And I used that exact word, which is what made me think of it just now. <laughs> and I was like, and I want to explain that... It's not that I don't take this seriously, because I absolutely do. I have to have some humor in this. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And I also am practicing radical acceptance. And by that, I mean, I, I cannot deny that this is happening. You know, I have to radically accept what I see in front of my face. And, and part of that radical acceptance is acknowledging that these things are happening and that this future is possible, right? I don't remember the exact circumstances um, that this came up in the session, but, mm-hmm. you know, when you say maybe they'll release a special edition of Pandemic, like, they fucking mm-hmm. probably will. It'll probably not be till like, 2025 when shit's more chill. Sure. But, like, this this is happening. And why wouldn't the Pandemic board game release a a special COVID edition or you know (laughs) or they'll you know they'll make up they'll make up an illness that just Mm. happens to start with the letter C (laughs) and end with the numbers one nine (laughs) or maybe it'll be 2020 because that just has a better ring to it I mean 2020 does have a have a great ring to it um no, but you're right. You're right. Because you know, as soon as like right now I was going to go off of being funny and then I was going to go to somewhere serious. And then what happened for me internally was that feels sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this, the reality of this time is that it's many things. And one of the things that it is presently right now is that it is, it is sad. Yes, it is sad. It is sad if you are sick. It is sad if you know someone who's sick and you are worried about them. It is sad if you are home alone right now under quarantine and you just really wish that you could go to, like, fill in the blank of a social gathering that was really important to you. But instead of doing that, you can't. You have to sit at home. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, th- this... Um... And as we're recording this, it is literally right on the heels of the the newest commands uh, from Starfleet Command. <laughs> mm, I don't think we can we can use we can stretch the framing that far. That's why we went back in time. <laughs> we went back in time today, both because we love time travel episodes, don't you? Um, also <laughs> Hugh Lewis in the news, joy for everyone. And because we, we genuinely felt like it would just be stretching our imaginative powers, our therapeutic fan fiction powers too far to have to somehow put this in the Star Trek universe. So we just, we're, we're here in 2020 and <laughs> you can refer to what the American president right now, who's yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, um, still one Donald, one Donald okay. Trump. <laughs> yep, you said that from your face. Uh <laughs> yep. sure um, yes, it's coming on the heels of the newest press conference that said no gatherings of more than ten people. And uh Minnesota anyway, where I am, um, there's no longer dining in restaurants, everything needs to be takeaway. Mm-hmm. And yes, same in Chicago. This... Basically the city yeah. of Chicago is shutting down. Um, you know, I think we're not far behind you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's eerie. Like you go out on these like huge city streets that are usually full of people, and 
No one is there. Mm. We were talking about how you you'll be missing out on things. Yeah. Because, you know, I um a, a friend of a friend was supposed to be getting married over the weekend. Oh. Couldn't get to the the states from Europe, and even if they could have gotten to the states from Europe, they were not going to hold their wedding. Um, so you know there are rituals that are being missed. Like people are are dying, mm-hmm. whether of this disease or you know all of the myriad things that take us off this earthly plane. And right. funerals would not be a safe thing right now. No. And so these are these are important rituals that we need. Humans need these rituals that we're missing. And of course, that's going to cause feelings. It is. And in some ways, I mean, it feels very counterintuitive because for for many cultures, part of what you do when a large scale calamity strikes is you physically come together. Mm hmm physically come together you like reassure reaffirm with some degree of consensual physical touch maybe you Mm -hmm. share a meal together um maybe you you get glib all together in the same room but that is the absolute opposite of what needs to happen right now to slow the spread of COVID-19 at least in America. Well, I don't know why I said at least in America. We have to do it everywhere to slow it. But part of what we're Mm -hmm. trying to do in this country currently, at least as of March 16th, I don't know where we'll be when this drops in a couple of days. But we're trying to do more of the social distancing and um, quarantining in the hopes that maybe it won't be as bad here as it has been in other places, most notably Mm -hmm. Italy. Um, And so not only is it hard to stay away from others because part of what we long to do when times are difficult and challenging is come together. It's also, I think, been challenging for folks in this country because because it hasn't it for some folks it doesn't feel like it's real yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Um like I mean in the city of Chicago, as I'm sure is the case for many towns and cities, St. Patrick's Day is well, well now. It's now. Um, but it, one of the days it's really celebrated was this past Saturday. Or tomorrow. Let me look. We are clearly not terribly Irish. But our producer is Irish and he'll be so disappointed in us. But yes, technically St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow, the 17th. So it will be, have been two days ago by the time you are hearing this, listeners. Regardless, the big celebration day in Chicago was Saturday. Mm. A lot of people stayed home. A lot of people didn't. Yeah. And and these humans who made this choice to go out and celebrate their Irish forefathers or their friends, best friends, cousins, Irish forefathers, <laughs> were they doing this because they wanted to make things worse for others? No. No. They did it because... It wasn't malicious. It wasn't malicious. Like, one of the ways I was explaining it to someone the other day is... Um, from HBO's The West World. It's season one, so I know most of us have seen season one. Because mm-hmm. um, the big drop-off didn't happen until season two. Personally, mm-hmm. I enjoyed season two, but... You I know, liked it, too. I respect mm-hmm. everyone's feelings. Um, but it's in season one <laughs> where... Um, what's her Where Dolores' dad mm-hmm. looks at the picture yeah. of modern day, mm-hmm. and he says, this doesn't look like anything to me. Oh, God. And then he slowly goes mad. 
He does. Yes, he does. But before he slowly goes mad, <laughs> trying to trying to like figure out what all of this means, what does this look mm-hmm. like to him? I think yeah. part of what like that character is attempting to say is I don't have any frame of reference that would help me interpret any of these images that I'm currently holding in my hand. Mm, yeah, I like that. And I think for folks this past weekend, and I think though it, it's becoming like it's starting to make more and more sense. But definitely over the past weekend and certainly last week, what was happening for folks is unless you've lived through some sort of personally all-encompassing tragedy that happened what felt like out of nowhere, Mm -hmm. you don't have a frame of reference for how to really interpret what's going on. Right. And maybe you have had something happen to you, but you didn't want to deal with it. And so you kind of put it away or part of your mind put it away because you couldn't really cope with it. So then you don't, regardless, you don't have access to those memories and experiences that would help you understand that, okay, even though I'm not sick right now and my friend's not sick right now, I need to prepare because it's coming. Right. You didn't do that because it didn't feel real yet. Right. And I think what is so unusual about this circumstance is that even if you have lived through something cataclysmic, it is the first time in a generation that something has impacted the entire globe. Yeah. You know, this, um, that I think is what really makes it, this looks like nothing to me. Because um, as Americans, especially as independent, (laughs) self-focused Americans, you know, we see stuff on the news that's happening all the way around the globe. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, wow, that's really hard. That's really rough. And we can just have such distance from it. Not just physical, but emotional distance. And... It is so possible to believe that somehow, some way, that's not coming here. Right. Because things like that don't happen here. Right. No, of course not. We have uh, modern healthcare, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) I mean, these are the things that people think and feel. Yes. Yes. And as I'm listening to you talk, it's reminding me that, I mean, it's in some ways, this is very similar to some of the reactions that have happened, frankly, for decades at this point about global warming. Mm, Oh, so true. Which is another global catastrophe that is Mm -hmm. happening. But the full impact of the awfulness is Mm -hmm. delayed. And that's starting to shift, right? Like we have like just the atrocities of, of the fires in Australia. We have what happened to the Amazon last year. Frankly, there, there, I mean, there's credible, you know, like evidence and research that would argue that part of the reason we have a pandemic right now, that that too is linked to the massive changes that are happening in our climate, in our planet. Mm. Um, but well, you know, whether whether that is borne out to be true or not, we do have right now, like our present generation, what we are facing is we're facing these these major disasters mm-hmm. that are to a certain extent moving at a glacial pace. 
Yeah, and we didn't even talk about the glaciers. No, but now we can. <laughs> um, I'm so glad that not only did we have did we get to talk about the Earth dying for you today, <laughs> but it it made sense in the context of what we were discussing. It did. It did. Because as I'm sure many of our listeners at this point know, usually I just throw it in there. <laughs> you know, either in the podcast or just as the captain and I are going about our day on the bridge, you know, maybe I'm getting a second cup of coffee. I ask the captain if they'd like another hot roll. And then as I, <laughs> I pass it over to them along with a napkin, I'm like, you know, the planet's dying. <laughs> And and I'm happy to listen because now I have a snack. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> I've learned to kind of like interweave these in with meal times. <laughs> that's that's just always going to have the best result. Uh- <laughs> well, because we need like we need some we need supports to help us move through and to continue to face the reality of the situation. Part of, I think, mm-hmm. why we go towards um, like distancing or distraction or that shadowiest of skills minimizing is when mm-hmm. we don't feel like we have the physical and emotional supports to sit with the discomfort of whatever the truth is. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of, I you, you brought up St. Patrick's Day a bit ago, and mm-hmm. it reminded me of a news story that I saw. And I... I don't know whether this was a local person or if we were watching the national news because we just watch a lot of news right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, um, the interviewer was asking about St. Patrick's Day and the grown-ass adult woman said, YOLO, to going to St. Patrick's Day events. And... I turned to my partner and I said, did that woman just YOLO the coronavirus? <laughs> she sure did. She sure did. Um, and yeah. again, I don't, I don't believe that woman means anyone ill will. No. Um, but... The thing that I keep trying to get across to my clients who are having big feelings is you are so right that there is a ton of shit here we cannot control. There is a lot of stuff outside of our control right now. Mm -hmm. And there is some shit we can still control without hurting anyone else. And and that's, that's what I feel like is the piece that people are missing is... They just want to control something. And so they want to control what, where they're allowed to go and what they're allowed to do. Mm. And oh, of course, it's like our freedom episode. Part, oh. of, part of what, <laughs> like part of how like freedom manifests in this country is mm-hmm. the conceit that I can do whatever I want to do and go wherever I want to go. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, that's not true in this country. Just like it's not true really in any country, but it is, it's part, it's baked into the American myth. The American myth is Mm -hmm. I get to go where I want. Mm -hmm. Yep. And do what I want. And who are you to stop me? (laughs) 
it's it's all very Clint Eastwoody. Yeah, uh-huh. Lots of leather and suede. <laughs> Hand rolled cigarettes. <laughs> it it is very much like our freedom episode. Uh <laughs> Ironically, a lot of those movies that Clint made were he filmed in, them in Italy. Oh. Uh, yeah, so lots of tie-ins there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we get we gotta find we gotta find humor somewhere, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, laughter laughter is important. Um, so when when you are thinking about like oh this is so unfair I wish this wasn't like this like I get it, of course of course you feel that way, and also do you care about other humans? Not asking you to put other humans ahead of yourself. No, asking you to put other humans on the same level of importance, and the same level of worth and value as you have. God, isn't that the struggle of our time, though? Mm-hmm. The time of the twenty-first century, like that's in a, in a global sense, that's one of the big things that we are struggling with. Not just as a country, but like as a world, we're struggling with how do we hold the idea, like really hold it in our hearts and minds, that everybody matters. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Ooh, 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 wait, you know what that reminded me of? And we're, we're going to talk more about this in like our next couple of apps because we are really going to focus on the television show Picard. But this mm-hmm. really reminds me of the first app when he does that terrible interview. Hashtag interview gone oh. wrong. When she's talking <laughs> about like the Romulan crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, he, and, she, and she corrects him and says Romulan lives. And he goes, no, not Romulan lives, lives. Mm. There's not a modifier. It's one of the great things about Captain Picard. For him, like, there's not a modifier to life. Mm-hmm. Really any life, because he's gone so global that he's like, you know, android life, dog life, caterpillar mm-hmm. life, algae life. It's all <laughs> life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to explain to folks who haven't watched Picard, this was not mm-hmm. like a Black Lives Matter moment. This was... No, that's in- a good job clarifying, yes. Yeah, the the interviewer was implying that Romulan lives matter less mm-hmm. than other lives. Mm-hmm. And Kirk, or sorry, <laughs> just talking about myself again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Picard wasn't fucking having it. No. <laughs> what were we talking about? Picard, sadness, lives. Yeah. How <laughs> Part of how we combat the coronavirus is valuing others. Mm-hmm. Because whether or not, like for you and I, it's it's easier in the sense that like this is this is more front and center for you and I. Like you and I are almost always asking ourselves the internal question: Can I breathe right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and for some of you, maybe you're like you're exaggerating, Kirk and Spock. You couldn't possibly ask. No, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> no, when it's you all have, the time when you have severe asthma, you're constantly checking, like, body, are we good? Can we do this? Can I walk mm-hmm. in? Can I walk up these flights of stairs? Can I do cardio today? Mm-hmm. Can I breathe on this bus? Should I put my mask on? You know, like it, it's it's a regular checking. 
And so that paired with the fact that COVID-19 like directly targets the lungs, for us, it's easier to kind of say yes to staying inside because we're not going to be just a carrier, not to like minimize being a carrier, but like Mm -hmm. we're not, this is not something that we would get and then have a slight cough and be able to move through and not realize that we were spreading something. We'll know. (laughs) So will everyone around us. But what's funny, not funny, haha, is that because it, for me anyway, Mm -hmm. because of how I was socialized, I know that I will minimize the fuck out of it if I get it until someone else says you're yeah you (laughs) that you're the someone else (laughs) Spock ripped into me today for going to the gym and to be fair two hours after I left the gym they closed it for the unknown future so I mean fair I mean, I, I came at you a little hard because right after that, Kirk went to the gym. I went to go walk my dog and I was walking my dog and I was like, you know, I I know I'm afraid right now and I want the people I love and all all people. Because I really do love all people, even the ones that just really make me sigh, deep sigh. I want all the people to be <laughs> safe. But like, I could have been a little bit gentler. <laughs> You'll be happy to know that um, trainer Sam was not allowed to touch me. They had oh, already put that in place. That's good. Good job, Jim. <laughs> uh, I would like to shift gears slightly. Yeah, let's do it. Let's shift a good gear. Okay. Um, because we, we've we been focusing... Well, our focus has been a little bit on what's wrong and a little bit on what we can do, right? Mm-hmm. I'd mm-hmm. like to come back to the what can we do. That's um, beautiful. Yeah. Um, and for perhaps the first time we have done something that we've been meaning to do, which is having the pod match up with our blog post. Yes. And we have, and we have done that this week. We have done that this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hats off to you. Cause you were the one that spearheaded that effort. I, d- I did that. Social media magnate. Uh, <laughs> they don't teach that in Starfleet, friends. It's, no, it's no, a school you of life. Learn, <laughs> you learn that on your own. Um, but what we talk about in the pod, this is the pod, we talk about on the blog this week is a- about finding fandom attachment social supports during our social isolation. And would would you... Would you mind giving us a brief tour of what that means? I would love to give us a brief tour. Because I feel a cough coming on. An unrelated, as far as I know, as far as we the know, current pandemic. It's just the asthma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I did. I thought, I told, well, I told you this earlier today, and I told my partner this yesterday. I was like, should I put a sign on my coat that lets people know? <laughs> um, and my partner was like, no, that, no not going to be helpful unless it helps you um but yes no we were talking about parasocial relationships and how they can be really helpful right now right so obviously mm-hmm. reaching out to friends and family in like via safe methods such as facetime skype 
texting. That's going to be a huge way that we connect with, that we like engage in reciprocal relationships right now. But mm-hmm. another way that can be very, very helpful is the parasocial way of connecting, which is fandom attachments, right? So going back to those movies, television, books, comics, anime, manga, I think I pronounced that right. Video games, like Mm -hmm. characters that you've built a very important one-way relationship with that populate your internal headcanon that you've either like actually written either with a quill pen or typed out stories about (laughs) them or just imagined being with them, fantasized about Mm -hmm. being with them. Now is the time to turn to those fandom characters and those fandom attachments. Um, because they, they are real. Our emotional connection to them is as real as the connection that we have with, um, friends, family, and animals who live with us. And one of the things right now that I think can be really helpful about fandom attachment, and actually Kirk brought this up earlier, is that, and when I say Kirk, I of course mean the captain. I don't know anyone named Kirk other than the captain. Um, (laughs) I don't really think a dude named Kirk. Yeah, how, how, I don't, I actually, I don't care how he was, because it, I have you. Um. (laughs) No, that's, that was the right answer. Well done. (laughs) 10,000 points to Ravenclaw. Um, My house too. (laughs) But I still win. turning, (laughs) Turning to those fandom characters, whether it's Captain Kirk or Captain Picard, or no, those are the only two captains that I'm gonna like name check right now. Um, not that I'm gonna yuck anyone else who loves any of the other captains. I support you, but these these two are mine. Obviously, mm-hmm. Kirk comes first. Um, <laughs> but especially when we're dealing with our anxiety and our fears and our worries, mm-hmm. we can sometimes I'm gonna say unload mm. on our IRL reciprocal relationships Mm -hmm. and here's the thing about captain picard he's always here to listen Mm. gandalf is literally well he's literally always here because you can make him stay in your own mind (laughs) in the books he was skipping out on people left right and center but in (laughs) with the power of your own mind of your own headcanon he can just sit with you on the couch and extend you loving rays of guidance reassurance and support and maybe some mercurial quips that don't make a lot of sense but hopefully will in the next week or two months Yeah, and this was the other reason that we felt like it was really important to do a special pod this week, because, um, spoilers, some of you have a parasocial relationship with us. Um, Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, (laughs) Over time, listening to our voices and getting to know our quirky characters um, that are just us. uh, (laughs) No, that's real. That's real. Um, You have come to form an attachment with us, and it felt important for us to reach out in the way that we can, um, because parasocial relationships are not, they're not equally Um, two-sided, but we can reach out in the ways that we can, and we want you to know, person who is fandomly attached to us, that you matter, and that we're thinking about you, and hope that you're getting through this with 
some level of calm and mindfulness. And we also hope that if you have moments where you just feel the opposite of calm and you're mm-hmm. being really messy, that you extend yourself some compassion there too. Mm. Because honestly, that's how we're all getting through this. Like we're all going to have really messy moments. Mm-hmm. And the other piece too is that if you're at a point right now, either because you reached it earlier, because you're reflecting on what you're hearing or reading, and you're thinking, oh, maybe I shouldn't have gone out yesterday. Or maybe I shouldn't have gone to the gym. (laughs) And you're feeling... (laughs) I feel great about going to see Trainer Sam. I'm fine with it. I know. And honestly, (laughs) this is not me trying to like point a finger. It's only to acknowledge that like, I think quite a few people probably thought that what you did where they're like, nobody's going to be there. It's okay to go. Right. And Mm -hmm. here's the thing. Part of what we have to balance here and efforts to like be good citizens of earth and be thoughtful care, like caring folks to others, both those Mm -hmm. that we know and those that we don't is that we need to take care of us. Mm -hmm. And Listener, perhaps for you, being alone in your house is really, really hard. Yeah. And maybe you don't live with someone else. And so being alone feels even harder. And so for you, it is important for you to physically leave your home and walk around the block. And it might even be important for you to like physically walk to the store where you're going to pick up your delivery. And it might also be important for you, like if your gym is still open, to still go to the gym. And if it's important for you to do that, please know that it's it's not you being selfish. It's you holding and walking the balance between genuinely being caring towards others and being caring towards yourself. Right. And energetically, that's different than the lady that was saying YOLO. Yes. yes because the lady who was saying yolo was she was not sitting down and reckoning with the uncomfortable truth which is the 2020 pandemic Mm -hmm. if you're human and you're reckoning with that truth and you're also being with like what comes up for you which is oh my god i cannot be in my apartment all by myself for hours and hours and hours i don't know what to do you're being with that truth and you're trying to figure out okay how do i strike a balance Mm mm-hmm yeah, I this will surprise listeners who who don't know me personally, but my partner is an extrovert. Like an extra extrovert. Um and this has been very challenging for him. Um basically he can be inside for a couple of hours and then he has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Walk the dog. Uh go work out, go for a run. He was training for a marathon, which got canceled. He's thinking he was still going to run 26.2 miles next weekend. Um, that sounds like him, yes. <laughs> and I, on the other hand, have been training for the indoor Olympics my entire life. <laughs> Yes, you were like that Baby Yoda meme that I sent you, where Baby was like, yes, winning! (laughs) You mean I can see all of my clients virtually now? Mm -hmm. I never need to leave my house? Um, But even for me, there's like, I really wanted to go to the gym today. That felt important. And so, 
you know, like we're all feeling different stuff. And I think it's a matter of, are we giving ourselves space to think about it? Are we being mindful in our choices and not being reactive? Because stress loves reactivity, or rather reactivity loves stress. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, we, as soon as, um, I, f- I feel like I want to describe Stress Mountain right now. I don't know that I've ever described Stress Mountain on the pod before, have I? No, you haven't. You should. You should do okay. it. You're very good at Stress Mountain. Oh, thank you. It's a little bit harder without drawing the picture, but I'm going to do my best. Yes. So, so listeners, if you want to like close your eyes right now and imagine, or if you want to put pen to paper, you can draw <laughs> what the captain is describing. Yeah. So you can imagine literally a mountain. Um, you 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 can picture that. Great. Um, Basically, so imagine... it's a triangle without the bottom. <laughs> I usually just draw the one line, like a. Oh, uh, that's true. You do. Yeah. Um, anyway, you're going up a steep slope. Picture steep slope. Um, this is Stress Mountain. You can imagine that at the base of Stress Mountain, nobody lives there. Is unpopulated because you know I, I'm sure people are thinking like, well, but what about like monks in a cave? And to that, I would say monks in a cave worry if they're chanting enough and if their robes are getting wet. Like they also mm-hmm. have stress. They do. It, are yeah, their sandals too comfortable? <laughs> So their stress might look different than your stress, but Mm -hmm. it exists. So, you know, there's nobody at the very base of the mountain. Mm -hmm. But you can imagine that, like, maybe a quarter of the way up the mountain, there are people who live there. And I, I tend to describe these folks as Joe Schmoes. These are folks who don't have a big backstory, you know, parents lived, stayed married, were happy, could communicate. They were well loved and fed and clothed. And, um, you know, they got no, no capital T traumas to speak of. And, you know, they're just beige. Uh, <laughs> but even for Joe Schmoes, they can have stuff go wrong that has them traveling up the mountain hmm? and i should say that once you get to the top of the mountain that is shitstorm peak and that's that's where we get more than messy mm-hmm. that's where that's where we get reactive and um so we you know generally speaking we don't want to be on shitstorm peak because we don't want to feel out of control of our emotional experience and that's what happens on Shitstorm Peak. So come back to our Joe Schmoes. They're about a quarter of the way up the mountain. And there can be some stuff that comes up that has them moving closer to Shitstorm Peak by maybe another quarter. Mm-hmm. Let's say, let's pick one Joe Schmo. We'll call him Joe. Joe is on his way to work and he spills coffee on his favorite khaki pants. Oh, Joe. It's terrible. It's very sad. 
Yep. And then he starts creeping up the mountain. Oh, you know what this makes me think of? It makes me think of um, The Price is Right and the little <laughs> dude that climbs up the mountain. And if he gets too high up, he falls off. I mean, I'm laughing because I'm, I'm enjoying imagining what this looks like because I never watched game shows. Oh, God, we're such different people. Uh- <laughs> I did. I did watch Montel and Sally Jesse Raphael. We are such different people. And Maury Povich, uh, who's the daddy. That was me, <laughs> eight years old with a hundred degree fever. Maury Povich. I'm having so many feelings about various things right now. But I'm not, let's like, back to what you were saying. Back to what I was saying. Okay, mm-hmm. so your, your little climber is climbing up the side of the mountain. After Joe Schmo spills the coffee on his khakis. And then he gets to work and the pretty girl at the desk is like, oh my god, Joe, you have coffee on your khakis. And he moves up the mountain a little bit more. And then he remembers, oh my gosh, I've got that big presentation today and I have coffee on my pants. And he scoots up a little bit further. And then he's like, but at least it's donut day. And he goes into the break room and his favorite donut is gone. Oh no. And then... Joe has made it about, he's about halfway up the mountain at this point. But then, but then, friends, without any actual effort on his part, (laughs) he starts to self-correct and walk back down the mountain. See, this is what happens when you have loving family that raises you. (laughs) And and privilege. And privilege. That's true. Uh, (laughs) Let's... Let's remember that it is it is both family systemic and societally systemic where we are on the mountain, where we start on the mountain. Um, but he remembers, oh, my gosh, I dropped off my clothes to be cleaned by the cleaning service and I have a fresh pair of khakis I can pick up at lunchtime. So he scoots down the mountain a little bit. And then he rocks his presentation, comes back down. Pretty girl at the desk smiles at him. Goes back down, and then his work bra comes up to him later in the day, and he's like, Nah, bra, we weren't out of donuts. I saved your favorite one. I know you like jelly filled best. And then before you know it, he's back at baseline without ever having to do anything. (laughs) Really. He didn't have to be mindful at all. Well, he was sort of mindful when he remembered about his extra pair of pants at the dry cleaners. Uh, maybe I should change the example that they call and tell him his pants are ready. Yeah, that's better. Because, yeah, that, that then, like, he didn't have to pause and reflect about anything. He just answered his phone and was like, oh, amazing. <laughs> pants are here. Pants are here. Oh, and I do want to throw out as a quick aside, because I know you have more to say on this. Um, mm-hmm. for, for folks who were listening to the captain and thinking, wow, this sounds like a video game. That's because it is. It's a video game <laughs> called Celeste. Um... It's great. I highly recommend it. Full disclosure, I played this game on the easiest of all possible settings because after playing it at like average easy, I got to a point where I was like, I'm never going to make it all the way up the mountain unless I have more support. Mm. Well, and and the goal of Celeste is to get up the mountain rather than stay at baseline. Which is different. It's not to go down. Well, yes and no. The goal of Celeste is to like get up to the top of the mountain and then to come back down. Because it is by traveling to the top of the mountain and getting to Shitstorm's Peak that she is able to face 
um, parts of herself that she has denied and hidden away, and then she's able to reintegrate them back into herself Hmm. and have increased self-compassion, love, and understanding. Oh, love that. I truly haven't played. I I watched the preview and I was like, I can't, I I am too much of a noob. I will, (laughs) I can't do this. I would say in the easy setting, I think you probably could. Okay. But yeah, for folks who haven't played Celeste, you know, I mean, you'll start to play it and you can figure out which setting you need and there's no judgment. Hmm. Excellent. Um, Yeah. So I use this example of joe schmo to show where 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 some folks are on the mountain and then i ask like where do you suppose you are on this mountain and you don't have to tell me people at home i can't hear you or see your drawings which i'm sure are magnificent yes but Um, if you want to you can share it with us now and you can imagine us nodding compassionately <laughs> because that's what we're doing right now we're not that's what we're doing we are nodding compassionately at mm-hmm. each other uh <laughs> because my guess is even if you are typically a person who is lower on the mountain that with the current state of affairs you are higher up the mountain and if you are a person who is already higher up the mountain that with the addition of this global pandemic, you are kind of living right below shitstorm peak. Which means that you don't have quite as much room to roam. You know, Joe Schmo was able to have four big things for him happen, and he only made it to halfway up the mountain. But if you're living right below shitstorm peak, you might have maybe one thing that happens and you're over the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, as a personal example, I've been, you know, holding shit together, right? And then I swear to you, today it started snowing and I almost lost my shit. <laughs> because I was like, that's, ju- that's one too many. That is one too many. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the reason I bring this up is not to say like, well, you you're just doomed to where you are on the mountain because that would be a terrible reason to bring it up uh so you know part of what we're doing is sitting with uncomfortable truths today (laughs) we are there's a lot of uncomfortable truths um that like yes there is some radical acceptance of you know what i my backstory doesn't look like joe schmoe's my -hmm. systemic privilege is lower than joe schmoe's like i i live higher up the mountain that's just my reality. Mm-hmm. But I don't need to live on Shitstorm Peak. And what are the ways that I can start bringing myself even just a couple of steps down so that I have a little bit more room so that when it starts snowing, I don't almost just lose my shit. Um, and some of the ways we do this is is through self-care activities. Um which include engaging with our phantom attachments and engaging with other human beings. Hmm. Eating food, drinking water, moving our bodies. There are so many online ways to move your body. Like, there are so many online classes for exercise or other types of movement. Um, 
Mm-hmm. You can take a walk outside when it's not snowing. Yes. <laughs> getting, you know, getting sleep, a moderate amount of sleep. I know that when we're in quarantine, we can be tempted to just start oversleeping to, you know, I don't know, use up time or something. Mm-hmm. Um and and finding shit that feels meaningful to do. Like we still need to have meaning. This this situation is unique, but we are not the only people who have been asked to do hard things. And one of my favorite writers, his one book, Man's Search for Meaning, is one of my favorite books. He has other books I was less fond of, mm. um, Victor Frankl, and... You know, he he's a survivor of Auschwitz. Um, and what he talks about in his book is the power of choice, the power to decide what you can control. And how your mind can be freed, though your body is trapped. And we can also do that. That's true, sir. No, I'm just I'm just sitting with that. No, I just it occurred to me that I've now been talking nonstop for like ten minutes. <laughs> well, but it was it was very like beautifully done and, and you I mean you have you have this the way that you talk about um anxiety or stress mountain, depending what we we change what we call it depending on the feeling. Um but but really folks I would say like with the mountain you can just put like intense feeling your like that you feel a lot. Really any intense feeling mountain. Mm-hmm. It, it'll it'll work mm-hmm. um but no i wanted to like give you space to go because that was really quite beautiful oh thank you and and you helped me see that i need to do just a little bit of change there and that joe needs to get a phone call about his pants being ready <laughs> and then it'll be perfect no it's perfect <laughs> and i am it is sparking joy for me that i i do this with a lot of my clients walk through this with them so any of my clients who are listening are probably like uh 10 whole minutes of the pod was the stress ma- i already drew stress mountain <laughs> you're like i already have my stick figure that i'm walking up and down it <laughs> um so what's coming up for me right now is i'm thinking <clears throat> maybe it'd be helpful to do like a lightning round of things that people can do to help themselves while we're under quarantine. Okay. How, what, okay. how do you feel about that? Um, this this makes me think of an exercise that I like to do called the A to Z list. Oh, yes. You've told me about this. And I don't want us to do an entire A to Z list, but oh. it makes me think that it would be a decent suggestion for our listeners if you're having trouble coming up with stuff. And absolutely, you and I can do a lightning round. Um, but just for listeners, if you are running out of stuff to do for yourself or other humans or creatures in your house, you literally on a piece of paper write A, B, C, D, E, F, like each line gets a letter. And then for each letter, you assign it an activity, something Mm -hmm. that you will actually do and that you can do under the current circumstances. Yes. And just every day you try one. Mm -hmm. And some will stick and some won't, but... You know, at least you tried. And if you post about it on social media, that would spark a lot of joy. 
Oh, yeah, and you can tag us. And then either the captain or I will say something. It'll probably be the captain because she's better at social media than I am. But you never know. It might be me, too. <laughs> that would spark joy for me. It would. Yeah, we're going to have a meeting about that later. Um... <laughs> okay, so, but lightning round. But lightning round, yes. Okay, so the A to Z list for sure. Um... Let's see. Moving your body, right? So like, mm-hmm. sure, you can go take yourself for a walk if you have a furry friend that lives with you. Or I don't know, lizards probably need to be walked depending on their size. Um, but if you live in a cold <laughs> climate, make sure you put a sweater on your lizard um, before you take <laughs> them for a walk. Um, Coat moto dragon. <laughs> Gosh, I just, I don't know if it'd be safe for a lizard to have a, a Coat moto dragon, but... But also, I'm not going to judge, and maybe that's just their lizard's name, right? Um, But yes, taking yourself outside your home, if that's safe. And really, if you're staying six feet away from other humans and dragons, um, you you should be good. If you're really concerned, something that I'm doing, because I am part of, I'm more of a high-risk population, I have an outfit that I keep by my door that I put on when I exit my home. And then um, when I come back in, there's another outfit that like, so I take this outfit off, I wash my hands, and then I put in my inside outfit. Mm. Those are good tips. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can walk at night if it's safe, but getting outside in in the daytime Mm -hmm. can be very helpful. Really anytime, but especially right now. Right. We need vitamin D. Yeah. Oh, which is another uh, thing. If you don't have vitamin D supplements, order some. <laughs> I love that pause where you were about to say something about going to the co-op and then you're like, you can't do that. Nope. <laughs> Place an order and be very kind. And if you are, if you do need to order things, um, being thoughtful and mindful because it's not a robot who's bringing them to you. It's another human who's bringing them to you. Mm-hmm. And they may be doing so at some, you know, peril to themselves. So, you know, being kind to that human if they're bringing you your vitamin D, um, mm-hmm. maybe extending them the gift of verbal gratitude, not physical gratitude, whether it's consensual or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, those things feel so small, but they go such a long way. Like, uh, you know, for for partners first run out this morning, uh, he went to get us bagels and um there was a no these are two different examples <laughs> uh, last night when he ran out to target there was a lady wiping stuff down and he said thank you so much for everything you're doing and he said she almost cried and then um this morning at the bagelry the the bagel wrist just was effusively thankful that he even came in to get a bagel yeah so, like, not everyone is as healthy as my partner. Um, I really, those genes are great. Um, uh-huh. Spartan. But, <laughs> Spartan. But if you are going to have any sort of contact with other humans, yeah, a big thank you. And if you have financial resources, a big tip for people who are bringing you stuff. Yes. Um, other things you can do inside, setting yourself 
some type of a schedule to break up the day. Just like it's probably not going to serve you to just sleep through the day, it's also not going to serve you just to work the whole day or binge watch all of Love Island. Um, <laughs> you know, like getting up to take breaks, you know, like mm-hmm. even even if you can binge watch all of Love Island, it might be good to like make sure that at noon you get up, you go to the bathroom, maybe you get yourself some water, maybe it's time for a snack, maybe you do a little stretch. You can't see mm-hmm. me, but I'm stretching right now. Um, <laughs> those kinds of things, not only do they help break up the day, but they also are a way to create a mindful routine, which is a way that you can exercise control. Mm-hmm. Right. A mindful way to exercise control. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we're shooting for here. Yes. Is things we can control that are in our control that don't Mm, I'm I'm trying to be careful about the way that I say this because mm-hmm. I don't want to make it sound as though we are purposely hurting anyone because right. we've we've already talked about that. We have. Um but ways to take control that mitigate the risk to others. Mm-hmm. Yes. How's that? That's a be- that's beautiful language. Yeah, cuz I'm all about mitigating risk. I'm a I'm a harm reduction therapist. That's right. You know, cuz your partner went out to get bagels. Mhm. You know, and and that was and he he could do that because he has the genetic code of a Spartan. <laughs> and some of our listeners might also be Spartans. Three hundred. Right. Either literally or metaphorically. And maybe that's like, you know, a fandom, a powerful fandom attachment you want to channel when you leave your apartment. <laughs> As a way to fortify uh, because we're an integrated system. Yeah. How we Mm -hmm. feel impacts our immunity and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it. Mm -hmm. Um, What else? Mindful drinking. So if you're able, and I don't mean alcohol, I I mean (laughs) other. It definitely sounded like you did. (laughs) Yes, it did. And actually, I've used that phrase about alcohol, but I'm not using it right now about alcohol. I literally (laughs) mean like mindful beverage making. So if you're a tea Mm -hmm. person setting aside time in the morning and maybe taking a tea break in the day where you get up and you put a lot of focus on the making of that tea. If you're coffee, putting a lot of focus on each step of the coffee making ritual. Because mm-hmm. that does a couple things. It reminds you of something that you have control over. And it also can help to really ground you in the present moment. Mm-hmm. especially if you're spending time, like I think many of us are looking at the news, the news can be an activity that moves us farther up stress mountain. Mm-hmm. Taking a break away from all types of news and doing a mindfulness activity, like making yourself some tea, making yourself a cup of coffee that helps bring you back to the moment. It reminds you what you have control over. You get to pay attention to your body and your breathing, which is like a gentle reset. Um, and it also reminds you that of the truth that you're okay right now. Hmm. Yeah. That's so important in and this f- moment. I'm okay. In this moment, I'm okay. In this moment, I'm okay. And really, like, not to get too, like, out there about it, but all we have is right now. Mm -hmm. And when we are living in uncertainty, which all of us are, 
it can push us into more of kind of that fight or flight part of the brain and part of, part of being where we just start to feel like I have to do something. I have to prevent what's happening. And the reality is that not only can you not prevent what is happening, which is a global pandemic, like it's here, mm -hmm. it's happening. There are all kinds of things in life that we like to think that we have control over that we don't have control over. Yeah. Life is far more chaotic than it is controlled, dependable routine. Mm -hmm. And I think like the, the, the light side of that shadow is that it invites us to really be in the right now and really be present in the right now. And if our right now is a hot cup of Earl Grey tea, we can really be in, oh, this feels so nice to have. I feel mm -hmm. so safe right now holding this in my two hands. And if our right now is, oh my God, I'm in an apartment with five other people and I don't know how I'm going to get through the moment because they're so hard to be with these five other people, that gives us mm -hmm. important information that we're really high up stress mountain. And so then what can I do now that I know that I'm so high up stress mountain and I don't want to strangle one of the five people I live with <laughs> for lots of reasons? including mm -hmm. prison. So what can I do <laughs> to help myself now that I've been in the moment and I realize I'm in a lot of distress? What can I do to help myself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. As you were talking, I had a couple of thoughts. Oh, please. Um, yeah. Well, relate related to what you were saying. So for folks who are new to um, these types of food or beverage mindfulness, something that's helpful is focusing on each sense you know what am i what am i smelling what am i seeing what am i feeling what am i tasting what am i hearing um allows you to that can help you get into your body if that's mm -hmm. if that's a new concept or if you're just having a really hard time getting in your body right now because it's really uncomfortable in your body right now mm -hmm. um you know focusing on on sensation is really helpful um and then the other thing that popped into my head was the good place. Aww. Because, you know, we're, we're talking about how all that matters is now. And if you have not watched the series finale of The Good Place and you don't want spoilers, maybe just use your little skip ahead. Um, because I'm about to talk about it. Um, <laughs> what I loved about the ending of The Good Place was that not only had the entire show talked about how if hell is other people, so is heaven, hmm. that it also tackled the idea that things only matter if we know that they end. I mean, that's, that's part of what gives life meaning. Because when they when they got to heaven and realized it was all puppies Milkshakes. and bunnies for yeah. for all eternity, um, it was like, well, why care? And when when you realize that life is finite, mm -hmm. it uh, it brings things into sharper focus. Yeah, it gives perspective. I feel like that whole last thing I said was too depressing and maybe we should cut it out and you should say something else. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't think so. Um, because I think like part of what we have to do right now is figure out how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, how to sit with the light mm. and the dark, how to be with these things that are contradictory, right? Because um, mm-hmm. something that I thought of as you said back to me, you know, all, all that matters is right now is I was like, well, wait a minute, that's not all that matters because we're challenging people to think beyond themselves and beyond the moment. And that's part of why we're trying to quarantine right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's this, it's this interesting place that we're in of trying to walk this middle path between all these different contradictions. Because mm-hmm. while it can be very helpful to bring yourself back to the now, the infinite now, and be with the truth that is all that we have control over and all we have is right now. The future is real and what you do right now echoes mm-hmm. into that future. Keeping in mind that time is a construct and this is how we as human beings understand time and that yes, it does seem like now is infinite, but the way we understand and can hold that infiniteness in our own human minds is that here's right now and what I do right now matters because it has a huge impact on all these people around me. And honestly, that is one of the great truths of this pandemic is that what you are doing right now, currently listener, has a huge impact on literally hundreds of people. Mm. Arguably hundreds of thousands of people. It matters so much. As we're starting to wind down, I'm reminded of something that uh, one of our mentors, Patty, said um, about our impact on others. Because I remember coming to her um, when I was still just a little baby therapist and saying, how, how can what we do possibly matter as a therapist? You know, mm-hmm. How can the work that I do with one other human being matter? Shouldn't I be doing something bigger, grander, more macro? And she, in her very chill Buddhist wearing a shawl, holding a cup of tea way, <laughs> looked at me and said, every rock has ripples. So that when, when we toss a rock into the pond, it ripples infinitely outward. And, and what that means is every client that I see is not just one person. They have a whole constellation of people attached to them who are impacted by our work. And then those people are impacted and those people, you know, it, do, it does ripple out and it's how I make sense of what I do. And this isn't just for therapy. This is all actions we take every day that they have ripples. And it, it reminds me of something that I've talked about with folks that I work with, but in particular, I'm thinking right now, folks I work with who struggle with depression Mm -hmm. because part of what happens when depression is very present for us is it's like fog over the water. Mm. So the rock is making ripples, but the fog is there and you're having a very hard time seeing it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I love that. Mists yeah. of Avalon. Oh, it, I've never thought of that, but that's true. <laughs> so what, what, as we're winding down, listeners, what I want to offer to you is that you matter so much. Mm. Oh, Spock's getting moosey. She's, she's, getting a, she's getting a little weepy. It's getting a little dusty in here. 
Um, and as mu- as much as I joke and I put on my bravado, um, <laughs> yep. I, I, I feel exactly the same that, that you all matter so much and we hope that you're taking care of yourselves in the best way that you can right now. Um, and that you are reaching out to humans in real life if if you are able to and if those people are able to hold space for you and that you're reaching out to your fandom attachments you know those those stories that really help you feel safe and cared for even when their worlds are scary like lord of the rings that's one of my movies that's like a hug you know i i feel like i can go to middle earth and just even though in that story the world is ending it feels like it's not. And so go into those stories that do that for you. And give yourself permission to feel what you're feeling because it it's okay to be feeling big feelings right now. That was very well said. Thank and you. I'm and I'm going to try very hard to get through this next part without like utterly dissolving into weeps. But that could happen. Who knows? But we'll try. I will never. I will never not find it funny. Not funny, haha. That that you are the weepy one. By I know. all accounts, I should be the weepy one. It's true, but um, but you're not. I'm definitely the weepy one. <laughs> and what I as I was listening to you talk about Lord of the Rings, which is also, I mean, that's very well said. I experienced that way too. Mm-hmm. It is a, a fandom attachment that feels like a hug. And as you were talking about how it's, because it is, it's about the end of the world. Um, mm-hmm. And you were like, I don't know why, but it just feels so reassuring to be there. And as I was sitting over here, just like shaking, because I was trying so hard not to weep, I had the thought that, well, of course it feels that way. Because. Yes. All right. I held on to it. I'm not going to start weeping. But of course it feels that way because we're all together at the end. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we know how it ends and we know that everybody comes out. Mm-hmm. And that even when we don't know how it ends, that we're all together in that. Hmm. And so even if we're not literally physically together, mm-hmm. we are connected and we're all here. And whatever lies ahead of us, Facing it together. Aww. We're a fellowship. Yeah. <laughs> and I only sound like that, listeners, because I am just trying so hard not to weep. And so far, we've been <laughs> successful. <laughs> I so want to do quotes from Lord of the Rings, but I think Spock's had enough for tonight. <laughs> no, I think like I think you could do one of one of your one of your quotes. Well, mm-hmm. I don't have to say much after this. We're just going to roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes sense that people might be feeling like, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had happened. And to that, we, we call upon our fandom attachment to Gandalf, who would tell us, So do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. 
Hmm. That's beautiful. I, Tolkien. He wrote some real good shit. And for our gamers out there, if you have not played Outer Wilds, I think I think even now with everything that's going on, maybe even more than ever, that is a game, my friends. That is a game that really I think in many ways expresses a lot of what. Hmm. But Love in it. in outer space. <laughs> space wizard. Space wizard. <laughs> I've I've started making those um those Instagram quote things that I said I was gonna do. I saw them. Definitely gonna definitely gonna make one that says Space Wizard. I think that's beautiful. Uh, This is this is what the world needs now. Or at least our corner (laughs) of the world. Um so we're not gonna do a full recap of what we talked about today. No, I think no. I think this is enough. Um but if if you need help, we hope that you are reaching out to folks in your life. And if you feel like you need extra help right now, that makes sense. And lots of therapists are doing mm-hmm. telehealth right now. So mm-hmm. you can reach out in in your state to yeah. find a therapist who does telehealth. Mm-hmm. We may be at the helm of the ship, but we know who really keeps us running. We have so much gratitude and are so thankful to... Ensign Kyle Rebar, who composed our theme song. Also, we are so grateful to Lieutenant Catherine Mandicat Duthie, who designed our beautiful cover art. And finally, we would be nothing without our fabulous producer, Lieutenant Commander Brian Therens. You will always be our Gimli with the red beard. Join us for our next app on Boring Self Care. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where you can engage with us about what's happening for you at home we would love to know what you're up to mm-hmm. um and share your a to z lists and your pictures of mountains if you're comfortable we would we would love that that would spark a lot of joy and remember that the best way you can support our podcast is to subscribe rate and review us on apple podcasts and be sure to tell your friends you've got a little extra time we would love those uh those rate and reviews <laughs> we'd appreciate it And as always, friends, live Live long long and and prosper. prosper.